around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Podbean, and Spotify. If you'd like to send me any emails regarding sponsorship, advertisement, or if you just have any questions or want to send an uh, email of encouragement, you can send that to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Now, today I want to, uh, well, let me back up. Last time that we talked in the last episode we were discussing healing rocks and uh, a lot of new age uh, way of doing things that were not of God and uh, I got some feedback from those things uh, from what we discussed because healing rocks and things like with crystals and all those things are pretty are becoming pretty popular and uh, people had questions about it and listen my thing is I just want to present the word of God to you and let you know what the Bible says about certain issues and topics Um, neither me or the Lord or anyone for that matter can make you do anything you know you're going to do it if you want to do it but at least you're going to know that when you still choose to do something you now know the truth about what you're doing and so that's the purpose of this show you know I, I me personally you know if I know I'm doing something wrong, especially if I know something is of the devil, <laughs> I don't want any parts of it. Even if it does look like a, a cleaned up truth, I don't want anything. I don't want to be deceived in any way. So if I'm if someone's telling me something, I don't care if I've been doing it for 10 years. If, if I'm finding out like, yo, you know, this is wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. Yo, I'm dropping it. And that's just how it is. See, I told you before that God, he can't hold you. He's not going to hold you accountable for what you don't know. He holds you accountable for what you do know. So the fact that now you know that using crystals and healing rocks and things like that is wrong. Now he's going to hold you accountable because now he knows that you know. And that's going to bring us into what we're talking about today. And uh, I kind of want to continue in that vein, not necessarily healing rocks, but just the new age movement, new age customs, because I've seen a direct parallel with people who do crystals and all those type of things. I see a direct parallel with tarot cards and uh, spirit guiding, as they call it, and, um, you know, talking to the dead and, you know, you have relatives that passed on and you want to see them and all those things open up the door like the healing rocks opens up the door to all those things it's like a drug it's like they said weed is a gateway drug you know weed can open you up to other stuff you know most drugs are gateway drugs you think you're just doing one thing which you may be doing it for a little minute but then it'll open up the door to possible other things it's the same thing when it comes to spiritual things um so today i kind of want to talk a little well First, I want to read you um, what I want to do is I want to dissect the story for you. And um, one of God's ways of teaching us is through examples. Uh, the Bible says that um, the Old Testament was written for our learning. Um, meaning there are a lot of things within the Old Testament that we can learn from. There are a lot of mistakes that men and women did in the Old Testament 
that we can learn from. And um, I was always under the impression that if somebody went before you and saw that, hey, there's a cliff right there, you don't really want to walk over that way because there's a cliff. I'm not one of those people who say, well, let me just learn for myself. I'm, I want to walk off the cliff. I'm not one of those things. If I trust a person like, yo, if he says there's a cliff right there, there's a cliff. You know what I'm saying? Or cliff. I'm cliffed with the T. There's a cliff. So, you know, I have to, well, I should adhere to that. So I want to read you about Saul. I want to read about Saul and I want you to stay with me because this is a Bible study, you know, type of podcast where we want to break down scriptures so where we can understand it and get a um, clear understanding of what we're reading. We don't want to rush through anything. And uh, yeah, so that's what I want to do, because as I was praying and thinking about what I wanted to discuss on this episode, um, I felt led to continue on and to show you all some examples uh, or an example in the scripture of kind of what we were dealing with with just these customs of uh, witchcraft that God doesn't want us to play a part of. There's nothing new. This is something that, you know, he he never wanted because it's a substitute. You know, it tries to go around him to get an answer. God don't want you going around him. He wants you going to him. You know, that's what he wants us to do. So anytime you try to get into something that you know is going to go around him so you can get a quicker answer it's not of god so um let's go to first samuel chapter 28 some may be familiar with this story some may have heard it but some may not may not have actually read it uh but we're going to read about saul saul was a king okay and um he was a king that people the people chose and uh, he wasn't really a good king you know he wasn't in carry out when he didn't carry out everything that the lord wanted him to and um he picked up some things that the lord told him not to pick up and just overall he just wasn't doing what he was supposed to do so we're gonna start first and uh like i said first thing with 20 28 and then as we're reading i'll kind of uh piggyback on how we got to where we are so uh, 1 Samuel 28, let's start at verse 3. I will be reading out of the New Living Translation. Um, if you're reading out of a different translation, like the King James or another translation, that's all good. We're still going to end up in the same place. So verse 3, it says, Meanwhile, Samuel died. Samuel was a prophet. It says, Meanwhile, Samuel died, had died, and all Israel had mourned for him. He was buried in Ramah, his hometown, and Saul had banned from the land of Israel, all mediums, meaning fortune tellers, and those who consult the spirits of the dead. That's because that's what God wanted. Keep that in mind. He banned them. Verse 4. It says, The Philistines set up their camp at Shunem, and Saul gathered all the army of Israel and camped at Gilboa. When Saul saw the vast Philistine army, he became frantic. So let's, let's slow down. So when Saul saw, so when Saul saw the vast Philistine army, he became frantic. He saw him and became frantic. He asked the Lord what he should do, but the Lord refused to answer him, either by dreams or by sacred lots or by the prophets. So we'll stop there. When you read me, like, well, that's the, he's the king. Why did the Lord, you know? Refuse to answer him. Well, we go. I mean, we got some. <laughs> we can go back to First Samuel 14. You ain't got to turn there, but you can, you know, read that on your own time if you like. Uh, there was a time where 
God told Saul to destroy um, the Amalekites. Um, he told uh, Saul and his team to go in there, destroy the Amalekites, destroy all their possessions. Don't have any pity. He said, don't have any pity. Destroy everything, including people, er everything. Okay, so when Saul got there, he did a little bit of what the Lord said. He killed some things, but then when it came to like sheep, you know, and stuff that were like of good quality, he wanted to keep that. God didn't say kill everything, but things that are of good quality. He said kill everything, destroy everything rather. But he kept some stuff <laughs> of good quality, you know, like sheep and cattle and all those things. So when Samuel came to meet him and they were talking, as they were talking, Samuel hearing sheep and cattle, and he was like, um, what's that noise? And he's like, oh yeah, the army, you know, we, you know, we kept the best of the cattle and sheep so they could sacrifice them to the Lord. So he thought he was going to be off the hook because he going to take the good sheep and the cattle and he going to sacrifice it to the Lord. The Lord didn't ask him for that sacrifice. He said, destroy everything in the tent. And we have to understand when God tells us, tells us to do something, especially when he's very specific, he expects us to carry that out. And if we don't carry it out, then there are consequences to it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you may be saying, so are you telling me that the reason why I, you know, maybe you presented something to the Lord and you're like, well, the Lord hasn't got back to me yet. Well, that may not necessarily mean you disobeyed God or um, you made him angry. Uh, what I've learned when you present something to the Lord and you may not get a clear answer, you know, when you need it, what I've learned is then you need to maintain your stance so for instance if you're asking god about lord should i move i want to move i want to move i want to go somewhere instead of you conjuring up an answer you really have to wait and if you don't hear nothing within the time that you feel like you need to hear it then you need to wait and doesn't hear you he's, he's not deaf but that must mean you need to maintain your stance so whatever you was doing you need to continue to do that god will let you know when if he wants you to move or what or whatever the case may be but you have to learn that when you ask him to do something or ask him for something or answer for something just maintain your stance he hear you he's not going to let you be ashamed if you keep that in your head that god will never allow me to be ashamed it says that in romans chapter 10 you ain't got a trip you're not gonna fall you're not gonna hit your head on anything you just have to maintain your stance meaning just continue to do what you've been doing that's it Alright, so Saul, he was just doing his own thing. He felt like he was doing a service to God. And that really messed him up. Because if you didn't obey God the first time when he told you something. You know, and this is the Old Testament, so it's, it's different than it is now in this new uh, dispensation, new covenant that we have. And, you know, so now he's trying to go to God for something. God, like, I ain't even trying to hear that right now. So he ain't get no answer. So let me tell you what Saul did is typically what we do. Now we may not go to this extreme, but sometimes we do take matters into our own hands. So check this out. Verse 7. It says, Saul then said to his advisors, find a woman who is a medium. Okay, so he's gonna go to a medium, a tarot card reader. So I can go and ask her what to do. So since the Lord not answered me. I'm going to go to the devil and get an answer from him, basically. 
His advisors replied, there is a medium at Endor. So Saul disguised himself. See, he knew he was doing wrong because now he got to try to hide. So that's one of the ways where we know that we're doing wrong because we got to try to hide. We got to try to do all this stuff. You ain't got to do all that if you know you're in the right. So it says Saul disguised himself by wearing ordinary clothing of his royal robes. Then he went to the woman's home at night, accompanied by two of his men. I have to talk to a man who has died, he said. Will you call up his spirit for me? He's talking to the medium. The medium said, are you trying to get me killed? The woman demanded. You know that Saul has outlawed all the mediums and all the and all who consult with the spirits of the dead. Why are you setting me up? Why are you setting a trap for me? Macchiato's music in the scripture. We're going to have some fun tonight. Get the one who gave us life, so we've been 
This concludes side A. Please flip to side B. See the skies, right? So she, she don't know that he saw right now. Verse 10. But Saul took an oath in the name of the Lord and promised as surely as the Lord lives, nothing bad will happen to you for doing this. Finally, the woman said, well, whose spirit do you want me to call up? Call up Samuel. Saul replied when the woman saw Samuel she screamed you deceived me you are Saul don't be afraid the king told her what do you see I see a God coming up out of the earth she said what does he look like Saul asked he is an old man wrapped in a robe she replied Saul realized it was Samuel and he fell to the ground before him why have you disturbed me by calling me back Samuel asked Saul because I am in deep trouble Saul replied the Philistines are at war with me and God has left me and won't reply by prophets or dreams so I have called for you to tell me what to do but Samuel replied why ask me since the Lord has left you and has become your enemy the Lord has done just as he said he would he has torn the kingdom from you and given it to your rival David the Lord has done this to you today because you refuse to carry out his fierce anger against the Amalekites. What's more, the Lord will hand you and the army of Israel over to the Philistines tomorrow, and you and your son will be here with me. Basically, you're going to be dead tomorrow. So since you're calling me up, I might as well let you know you're dying tomorrow. And you can't hear from God because you um, didn't carry out what he wanted you to do. And he did exactly what he told you he would do. God's going to always do what he says. So the kingdom is no longer yours. You're no longer king. Um, he's given he's given the kingdom to David. So, I mean, what you, what you want to do? <laughs> you know, um, verse 20 says, Saul fell full length on the ground, paralyzed with fright because of Samuel's words. He also went faint with hunger, for he had eaten nothing all day and all night. When the woman saw how distraught he was, she said, Sir, I obeyed your command at the risk of my life. Now do what I say and let me give you a little something to eat so you can regain your strength for the trip back. But Saul refused to eat anything. Then his advisors joined the woman in urging him to eat. So he finally yielded and got up from the ground and sat on the couch. The woman had been fattening the calf. So she hurried out and killed it. She took some flour, netted it into dough, and baked unleavened bread. She brought the meal to Saul and his advisors, and they ate it. Then they went out into the night. So we have a king that went to a soothsayer or a medium to get an answer that he couldn't get from God. He could get from God, but you have to understand he disobeyed God. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 4. Let's kind of stay in that vein. 1 Timothy chapter 4. He couldn't hear God. God told him something. He didn't do what God told him. Now he asked God for something else and he can't hear him. Let's start at verse 1. It says, Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, talking about the last days, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. Now God is telling us this. Now he's speaking this. Um... In the New Testament, in the last times, last days. See, you have to understand, when it says last days, last days has started 
once Jesus rose from the dead. Once Jesus rose from the dead, that was the beginning of the last days. Okay, so the last days, even though it's days, it's been a lot of days. So if you hear people come up to you, oh, it's been the last days since, yeah, it's been the last days since Jesus was crucified and rose from the dead. Because you don't know the time. You just know we in the last time, we in the last days. So as we get further into the last days, he's saying that people are going to turn away from the faith and will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from devils. Now, he's telling you these are teachings that come from devil. Okay, these people are hypocrites and liars and are and their consciences are dead. King James Version and the Greek says seared. Now, I want to look up the definition of seared for you. Seared means burn or scorch the surface of so he says your conscience is seared so i don't know if you ever burnt yourself before but if you ever burnt yourself on your hand with the iron the skillet or whatever you have no feeling in that part of your body for a little minute it's seared you know, put a little butter on even when they're rubbing the butter or whatever you know what i'm saying that rub on you can't really feel it immediately it's seared so people conscience are seared once you turn away from the faith and follow you know, demonic teachings and now you're in that demonic teaching so now when you're hearing something like this it's like um, I don't know he don't know what you're talking about this is what we were this is what we was worshiping before God before slavery <laughs> you know I've been seeing them names go around who we worshiping who's black folks worshiping before slavery you know there were uh, a lot of different things they were worshiping so it, it, it's weird they were trying they try to make it like it's just one every every black person or every African person was just in tune in harmony with worshiping one thing. No. He had some that worshiped the Lord. He had some that um, worshiped the moon. He had some that did witchcraft. So it's a very diverse answer. You know? So that's why I said new age stuff. And um, you just got to be careful. There's nothing wrong with the Bible, y'all. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not the white man's book. This is a book of life that will change our lives. If we follow and do what the Lord wants us to do. So in a sense, even though it's the Old Testament, you know, Saul is an example of when your conscience is seared. Can't hear. See, God is always speaking to us. But so let's make sure that we, we're staying with the Lord and we're not trying to get a quick answer. And I was talking to my wife and I was telling her, I think and I believe the reason why people turn to stuff like this is because we don't want to wait on the Lord. You know, the scripture says, uh, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon wings as eagles. They shall run and not faint. Or run and not be weary. Walk and not faint. Something like that. It's in the book of Isaiah. And, um, you know, some things with the Lord require you to have patience. One thing when I was going through uh, a tough time in my life, um, I got a call from someone who I've never spoken to on the phone before. But I guess uh, God may have spoke to their heart. Well, obviously. God spoke to their hearts and told them to give me a call. And um, once they gave me a call, we talked a little bit, kind of let them know what was going on. And uh, this man said, well, I'm going to tell you just like it was told to me when I was going through. And he said, God knows your deadline. And it just, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. God knows your deadline. And that was it. And he, what he meant was, he's not talking about a payment or anything like that. But just God knows how much you can take. He knows your breaking point. God knows your deadline. We have to keep that in mind even when it comes to Romans 10 where it talks about he will not allow us to be ashamed. There are certain scriptural things about the Lord 
that you need to know about his character. If you know his character, there are certain things that you won't even stress off because you know the Lord's character. You know he's a God of love. You know he's full of wisdom. You know he's full of mercy. You know he's full of grace. You know that uh, according to Luke 10, 19, he's given us power over serpents and scorpions, meaning over demonic spirits, and nothing shall by any means hurt us. He's protecting us. So when we're asking for certain things, whether it's a business situation or a marriage situation or whatever, whatever it may be, and you're not getting the answer I guess within the time that you want it. You do have you have to wait. He knows your deadline. He knows when you, you need the wisdom that he's gonna give you. Well, I need it by Tuesday. Well, keep in mind, God doesn't have any time. He's eternal. So if he doesn't have any time, that means it's always now to him. So if God was to come down if his like today is Sunday. If God was to come down and say today is Tuesday. If he said it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Not because he changed it. But because it's always been Tuesday. We just had it wrong the whole time. We was thinking it was Sunday. And you said now you playing with my mind. No I ain't. God is the. He's the creator. If he say it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Now we walked around here. It's Sunday. We getting ready for church. <laughs> In the morning. We, oh, we got to go to work Monday morning. God comes and say no it's Tuesday. I just all have to say God doesn't have any time. So even though we're waiting on like, okay, I gotta have this, what do by such and such time. God's like, alright, I got you. He's not withholding the answer. He has the answer. Some issues could just be us. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're not getting quiet. We're running around. We just got all these things going on in our head. Our spirit, our spirit is too noisy. See, God is a spirit. He speak, he's gonna speak to your spirit. If your spirit is noisy and full of other stuff, you're not even going to be able to uh, differentiate his voice when he's speaking to you or distinguish his voice because you'll know when God speaks. But if you real noisy and all that and you got a lot of things going on in your mind, it's going to be hard for you to hear from him. Leviticus 19:31 it says, do not turn to mediums or necromancers. Do not seek them out and so make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. <clears throat> Leviticus 26 if a person turns to mediums and necromancers whoring after them, I will set my face against that person and will cut him off from among his people. God ain't with it, man. So are you telling me that if I go, I'm telling you to stay away from him. That's all I'm telling you. Um, all the after effect that's on you. <laughs> so I'm not even getting to deep conversations like that. If you want to go and, and work wonders with mediums and witchcraft and all that because you feel like the Bible doesn't have your answer, then that's between you and the law. Other than that, I'm not in it. The only thing I'm going to tell you is what the Bible said. Well, the Bible say a lot of stuff. You know, it tells us not that we shouldn't be eating. Listen, hey, if you want to go, go. You ain't got to try to justify it. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm saying all this stuff because these are the type of things that I hear often. People who've never read the Bible before, people who don't know what the Bible says. You know, what most people know about the Bible is what they heard somebody who they think they heard somebody who said they knew something about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's how confusing that is. Like, they never, they don't know. It's like people who don't attend church and they just think they know what the church does with the money. They think all the pastors are pimps. All the pastors are doing this and that. They don't understand. So, I don't even have to explain 
treat an individual like that if they don't want to know. You know, these are the same people, you know, who they don't do that. Now, I don't go do the church thing, but I, you know, so, you know, it, listen, it's, it's not even a past judgment. It's just a lack of understanding. And this podcast is designed to give you an understanding. That's it. You understand, you know, understand passages in scriptures, understand certain things. Um, you know, it's a lot of things in this world we don't need. God knows we don't need it. That's why he tells us to stay away from it. Yeah, he's not going to allow you to be ashamed. So if you listen to this podcast and, you know, you may be like, you know what? I was just going to go and uh, try one of them little little tarot card thing look now i was gonna go out with my girls we was gonna have some wine and just go to the meet hey <laughs> chill y'all turned into a whole party uh-uh let that go go find something else to do you don't need it you don't need it the lord has your answer be patient wait for him call on his name he'll answer but until then just remain consistent just do what you know to do don't be in a rush don't look at people and what people are doing and what seems to be popular just stay focused that's it it's only when we start looking at people and what what other people are doing that's when we start getting off track let's maintain focus and let's do what god wants us to do individually and let's let the demons and the devil have have that little stuff all right last scripture before we go I want to read you a scripture in the New Testament in Acts um, chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, verse 16, it says, One day as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. Okay, so a fortune teller. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are the servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. See, the devil already knows. He is a demon in this girl. But who in the world wants a demon witnessing for him? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, she knew that these men are the servants of the Most High God. She's going around telling people this at the same time she's telling people fortunes. Right? So verse 18, it says... This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her. You see, he didn't talk to her. It's not her. It's the demon within her. People who practice those things have a demonic spirit in them. Now, you may be like, well, wait a minute now. My cousin do uh, tarot readings. He ain't got no demon. Listen, this is no, there's nothing against you or your cousin, but... I'm just trying to let you know what the scriptures are saying. I ain't saying that they demonically possessed. I'm saying that for you, in order for you to do those things, you have you are demonically influenced, whether they know it or not. Some do know they are and don't mind it, but it's a demonic practice. So let's continue. He said he spoke to the demon within her. And he says, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left her. Her master, her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. Verse 20, the whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews. They shouted to the city officials. They are teaching customs 
that are illegal for us Romans to practice. And we can continue on and continue on. This is a real good story. I encourage you to read the whole uh, chapter of Acts 16. But this is an example of someone practicing fortune telling, making a lot of money because there were a lot of people in their villages who wanted answers just like we want answers. But they wasn't going to the Lord. They went to her. So she was making her masters a lot of money doing that. But at the same time, she knew who Paul and Silas knew. She knew who Paul and Silas were. They knew they were there about for kingdom business. So she was saying, these are the great men of God who come to show us how to be saved. But she's saying that the Bible says every day to the point to where Paul is like, no, nah, I can't take it no more. Told the demon to come out of her and it left her. That woman was free. I think I said this last episode, I believe, or the episode before last about how God has given us the power of attorney to use his name. That's an example. He said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ. He didn't say, I command you in Paul. You can't con command nothing in your name. He commanded it in Jesus' name. And watch this. The demon had to obey. It's not optional. So God has given us great power and authority over demon spirits. So can't you see why it's wrong that you want to stoop so low to go to someone that you have power and authority over? You're now stooping down to their level to get information from them. Why? That's degrading. You have power over this individual and you're coming to them fans. And we're not talking about in a natural sense, it's spiritual. Demons are defeated, defeated foes, and you're going to them for answers. Can't you see why God is upset? He don't want us messing with none of these things. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please send this to your family and your friends. Share it online. Facebook listeners, thank you for tuning in. Um, YouTube, everybody, however you're listening, I appreciate you. Continue to pray for this podcast that more uh, that God opens up more doors of opportunity to uh present the gospel in this fashion remember these words from the book of romans chapter 3 verse 4 the latter verse let god be true and every man be a liar until next time i'm out